What? I wasn't being funny. All right, Jess, what movie did we just see? Tenet. Ooh. I know. Danny, finally. Did we address the fact that we haven't seen a movie in like six months because there's no new movies released because of COVID-19? Yes. As I understand it, we're trying to prevent World War Three. Nuclear Holocaust. No. Something worse. We haven't recorded in a while. Last movie I think might have been Onward. Did we talk about Onward? Onward? I don't know. We, oh my goodness. Since then we've seen a couple That's of new depressing. ones. That's depressing. We saw The Vast of Night at the drive-in. That was pretty cool. Pretty, very different little alien. We didn't talk about that? No. We should have talked about that. We also saw Unhinged, which is at the drive-in. Yeah. Just makes it seem like you didn't enjoy it. A plus drive-in. You get exactly what you want from a road rage movie. I mean, there's nothing. I have no complaints about that. It was very cool to see it at the drive-in. Definitely, like the atmosphere, completely added to the experience of that movie. All right, and if you hear any extra noise, we now have a puppy named Mitty that likes to run around the house. So any clinking is from his collar. I apologize. <laughs> All right, Jess. In one sentence or less. Explain the plot of Tenet. Impossible. Okay. Can't do it. On IMDb, let me read it to you. Armed with only one word, Tenet, and fighting for the survival of the entire world, a protagonist journeys through a twilight world of international espionage on a mission that will unfold in something beyond real time. That's only one sentence, and that still gives you no idea what this movie's about. Exactly. So, and are they really saving the world? Yeah, I guess they are. Just we can't. We're not going to talk spoilers right now, but yeah, they are they saving are. the world, the future. Yes. No. I don't know. They're saving the present from. Oh, let's not talk about it. But the main actor, John David Washington, plays the the. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> John David Washington plays the protagonist. That's his name. Yes, it is. Robert Pattinson plays Neil. He's fantastic. Love him. Kenneth Branagh. Who? He plays Andre, the villain guy who can communicate with the future. Oh, yeah, that guy. He's pretty good. You know him from Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. He's the jello arm guy. Gilderoy? Gilderoy, yeah. No. Yeah. Let me see that mug. No. I wasn't afraid of this guy. It, He's supposed to be like this big evil yes. villain guy in this movie, and I just I wasn't yeah. buying it. He was also in Dunkirk. He was a good guy. Another Harry Potter. Obviously, Robert Pattinson was in Goblet of Fire. Oh, Cedric. Clemens. <laughs> Clemens Posey. If I'm saying that right, also in oh, Goblet. <laughs> Mitty. Right, our puppy has a pizza. Squeaky, squeaky toy. toy. Um, anyways, the movie is written and directed by Christopher Nolan. I'm sure you already know that. Very large budget. It was supposed to come out in July. It's now September. I don't know what their thinking is on this. It's going to make some money, but not what it would have originally. We rented out the theater, the screen, to watch this film. Very different than seeing it with the sold-out crowd, but still very enjoyable. What was your initial reaction, let's say, when the, when the credits started at the end? 
What were you thinking? I was confused. And it's one of those moments where, like, I really wanted to love this movie. And I think I really liked it. But I just don't know. I mean, I still, like, can't go through and tell you what this movie's about. Like, definitely would have to see it again. Knowing the ending, you know, it makes more sense kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, confused. Yeah, so watching the movie, I knew it was a great movie, but I had no idea what was going on. I can explain the plot of the film. I can't explain the very important details of inversion, time travel, and how they present it on screen in a few of the scenes. And that's yeah. where it's like, I don't know if you've I been spoiling. Definitely have some questions. I mean, basically, the thinking is to go back in time, you're basically moving backwards, right? Well, that's how it looks on screen. Yes. But to the inverted person, they're moving. They see the world like normal. But they had, they had to get to that point. Like, if you want to go back in and time, that's the this part movie that is confusing. If you want to go back in time, you have to put on an oxygen mask and live in real time, just backwards. And then, when you're ready to catch up with the future, you can take off the mask and go forward. Right? You know, if you wanted to go back in time a hundred years, you'd have to live a hundred years going backwards. Well, that's what. Yeah, I guess so. But the mask is only if you're out in the world. Like, I think you can, you know, be in their little, like, not cage, but... The machine. Yeah. Uh, anyways, I mean, this movie starts off with John David Washington, the protagonist. You're watching, it's like part of some, you know, elite task force, right? Right. Going to the, the opera house, there's been an attack. And I, I don't even... I don't know. I mean, how would you describe this movie without even going into... Should we just say spoilers? I mean, we can say the movie is great, I think. I need to see it probably two or three more times. To fully understand and... Appreciate it. Cause yes, at the, the end, there are things revealed that we didn't know. Like, I had no reason to pay attention to early on. Right. And so, obviously, watching it again, I mean, knowing that from the get-go will you know, make things more clear. <laughs> but then it also, like, it takes away from it, though, too. I mean, seeing it for the first time and, like, having that big reveal at the end is, like, huge. But it didn't feel huge because I didn't fully appreciate and understand all that had happened. Yes. So I read one review that said it was too confusing to be entertaining. Yeah, I mean, I was watching this movie halfway through... I was confused. I didn't know if I was enjoying it. I knew it was good, and I think it'll be great because the action's amazing. It's confusing to the point where I'm sure it makes sense, but they did a poor job of explaining it to us. It wasn't like a Back to the Future, draw it on a chalkboard type of like, here's how inversion time travel works. It happened so quick. and Yeah, and I remember like another review we watched, it was saying how the focus of this movie is not the time travel. Like, they almost purposefully don't go into specific details. Um, my only question comes into, like, the few details that they do go into. I don't feel like it's explained well enough or it's it's not, like, continued through the whole movie with 
Like, I don't know that they followed their rules. I think watching it again, it would make more sense, hopefully. I mean, because there's one overall plot, but individual characters have their own agendas. And so it kind of flips back and forth of, like, what mission are they on now? And I mean, basically, John David Washington's kind of recruited for Tenet, is all he really knows, and he's trying to save the world. There's Kenneth Branagh communicating with the future somehow, but he's also like, he has to get close to him and pretend he's interested in buying plutonium or the actual device, so it's confusing for the audience unless you're paying attention mm-hmm. or understand that they, they both know what plutonium means. They also talk about something else. It's confusing. Yeah. But... All right, spoilers, because I don't know what else to talk about. <laughs> Spoiler warning. That, 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 that. <laughs> Anyways, so what's going on is this in the future, Jess? What happened? Why does this movie exist? What happened in the future? What's the bad guy's name? He, like, obliterated the world, right? So the person in the future, much like our Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer? Oppenheimer. The destroyer of worlds. Who? Much like Dr. Oppenheimer, Dr. Oppenheimer. Who? Much like our Dr. Oppenheimer or Oppenheimer who created the atomic bomb. Oh. Um, in the future, a female scientist, I believe. Yes. Created something so powerful that she realized how powerful it was, potential to destroy the world. She split it up into nine pieces like a horcrux. <laughs> she... <laughs> Come here. All right. So am I imagining that she split the device into like nine pieces and spread it out, right? That was your original intention. Okay. Yes. Maybe. Okay. At the same time, someone is trying to is revealing the location of those devices to Kenneth Branagh in the past. And they want him to essentially put all the pieces together. And kill everybody. Because in the future, we've realized how many problems we've caused with what, like, is it global warming, population? And they think that going in the past and killing people would prevent that. Does that sound right? I don't know. Maybe I imagine that. Let's just go with this. There are multiple... There's a device that can destroy the world. It's broken into, like, nine pieces or three pieces. Nine. I like nine better. And they're spread out, and they've been buried in what, mostly like radioactive places. And that's how Kenneth Branagh came about it. He was hired to... Or they create the radiation, right? Maybe. I mean, Kenneth Branagh was hired to clean up a radioactive site, and he found what he thought was a bomb, but inside it was actually a small device with like instructions and stuff like that. Why can't I think of what they call it? Right, because they don't call it a bomb. It's like the algorithm? Yeah. Okay, so basically, there are these... He's trying to put them all together. He wants to destroy the world, plain and simple. It's coming from the future. Someone in the future wants him to do this, right? We know that. Is it someone, or was it just himself educating his past self? Like, Uh, who is he working with? He's never seen anybody, right? Right, because it's someone like way in the future. The world is like on the brink of like just being destroyed, and they think if we go back in time, 
somehow they think they can save like the world like by killing either the people and they're communicating with Danny he's cute hey Mitty Mitty we're recording right now (laughs) you see that I gotta say I'm apologizing right now if you saw the movie and it was a very different movie I'm confusing myself right now. Maybe what I'm saying is inaccurate, but we know Kenneth Branagh is communicating with the future. <laughs> Jamie, he likes his toy. Aw, don't take it. I'm not taking it. I'm Mitty bitty. Huge spoilers, but John David Washington, his goal is to stop it. He has to get close to Kenneth Branagh. Literally save the world. Yes. While also helping save Kat, Kenneth, the villain's wife. What is Kenneth Branagh? Andre. Kenneth Branagh is Andre, and he is a bad guy. His wife, Kat, she's stuck in an abusive relationship. John David Washington is going to help her get out. Yeah, so that's like, you know, mini plot number one. The mini plot number two is John David Washington has to find out about, you know, learn more about Tenet and the algorithm and, you know, educate himself and the audience at the same time, right? But then there's like the larger overall plot of Andre trying to find these pieces and he's trying to kill, like, that's the part. Like, he's trying to kill, like, everyone, right? Like, Correct, it will yes. wipe out society. He wants to call it the whole world, yeah. So that's why I'm confused that, like, he's working with someone in the future. Like, oh, I guess that's true, too, because they talk about the grandfather paradox and how, because it's, you know, one of those things where if you obliterate everyone in present tense, how is there even a future? But they address the grandfather paradox. And say they don't actually believe it. The artifacts are part of an algorithm capable of catastrophically inverting the entire world. And I just don't understand enough. Like, what would be the benefit of that? Like, why would, like, everyone would just be moving in, like, yeah, if in the future the planet is destroyed, you would have to move in backwards time to survive, right? But, I mean, is that really what their goal is? Right, because you say that, and it's like, why is that such a bad thing? Like, what's the downside of... I mean, if everyone's moving in backward time, then no one is any wiser because it all looks the same. Right? Clearly, we did not do our homework. I'm just trying to think what why, what um, their goal is for the... All right, the nine pieces of the algorithm, an invention from the future that when activated will reverse entropy. This essentially amounts to wiping out all life by inverting time for everyone and everything on the planet. Its creator divided up the parts of the device and sent them back to the past to hide them. And Seder works with a group, that's Kenneth Branagh, from the future that wishes to find the hidden pieces and activate the algorithm. Why is this happening? Human beings living in the future are enduring a world ravaged by climate change, and this is their desperate attempt to reverse it, even though it will almost certainly wipe out their ancestors. So, yeah, like you said, the grandfather paradox, they're just hoping 
that somehow they can kill the past of the people. But does that, does that make sense, though? Because you can't... Can you change? Well, obviously you can. I'm... That's the whole point of, like, when you're inverted, you can pass information to your past self so that your past self knows the future and can change it. True. I think we should just kind of ignore the plot of this movie because I don't know. What worked for this movie? Oh, look at Chess. Um, Visually, it's stunning. It's beautiful. Robert Pattinson is fantastic. John David Washington. The opera scene in the beginning, I mean, the music, it's intense. A lot of great action. The car chase. And we're talking like Dark Knight style, hijacking type of thing. Beautiful. In the middle of the car chase, you have a car going backwards. That's inversion. Right. They're inverted, which, I mean, we don't know, but that's actually the protagonist. Later in the film, when he goes back, mm-hmm. which is also in the opera house in the beginning, where he's also there. Or no, at the airport. Airport, like. Hanger, which yeah. is probably, I mean, when Robert Pattinson rips a guy's helmet off, you don't know who it is. But later, you find out it is a protagonist. Pretty cool. Yeah. That's, I think my favorite part is the symmetry of this movie. Like, the beginning and the end, it just comes together. And, like I said, like, if I see it another couple times and can fully appreciate and understand all of it, I think it's really beautiful. Like, it's very well written. Don't have it all put together in my mind. Right. I think it's a movie where, I mean, ideally I wish they would have explained things better and, like, literally pause the movie and say, hey, people, this is what's going on. This is how inversion works and what you're seeing. I mean, there's some confusing parts where, you know, you have the characters on, like, separate sides of glass, like, of the machine. Mm -hmm. Some are inverted from the past going back and some aren't. I mean, it's really confusing on a first viewing I mean, I would have been fine if, if I had spoilers before the film started. Like, if I knew what happened, I still would have enjoyed it because I would have seen more things. Mm-hmm. And that's where I wish I could go back and watch this movie again. Right. I mean, if if these were normal times, I would have gone back the next night. Yeah, for sure. It It's that good. And I don't know why. I can't explain it. And I don't know if it makes sense, but... It's Christopher Nolan. That's why it's that good. I yes. mean, it's just... Yeah. I mean, for sure, he made it more confusing than he needed to. Mm-hmm. If anyone else made this movie, it would have been more enjoyable the first time. Very clear. But that's not what he does. So overall, I mean, what do you think? Do you have a favorite part or what worked? I think the combination of characters and the mini plot, like, although somewhat confusing, also adds to the overall... I mean, there's not really, like... Most of the time when there's a mini plot within, like, a larger plot of the movies, it's nonsense. Like, I don't know. I'm thinking of Star Wars. It's just, like, it's nonsense. It's, you know, taking up time, developing characters, whatever. You're referring to the Rose subplot of The The Last Jedi. That one, yes. I saved you. Tell me. That's how we're going to win. Not fighting what we hate. Saving what we love. The subplot of the protagonist trying to help Cat, um, you know, free herself from this abusive relationship. I don't. I I enjoyed the subplot. I enjoyed. Oh, it's that. good. It's not really a love story either, which is different, right? Um, which kind of, you know, one thing that might be missing is some kind of more motivation for 
the protagonist character, but I mean, he refers to himself as the protagonist. Like he's just, that's who he is. But yeah, it's interesting subplot because it's not really like he's in love with her or anything. He's just helping her and she becomes very active in it. And I mean, her interacting with, when she's inverted, like when she sees, she refers to like the woman jumping off the boat and like mm-hmm. realizing her husband, you know, was having an affair, but really it's actually her jumping off the boat. Yeah. I mean, that's just one of the great thing about time travel movies where prisoner of Azkaban type thing. You don't know. You're like interacting with your yourself. Mm-hmm. So anyways, go see the movie. I mean, actually only go if it's safe to go see the movie. We rented out the screen. I don't know if I would go with the full crowd. It, it's not at the drive-in yet. Well, because it isn't even the official release date. I mean, because we saw technically like an early screening. We saw it like September 1st. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Different countries have different release dates. I mean, in Europe, it's released. It's been released already. And we have a couple listeners from out of the U.S. Lucky us. Lucky us. All right. Anyways, you're going to see it. Eventually. And watch it a couple times. Yeah. It's a movie... Even if you haven't seen it yet and you listen to all of our spoilers, I think it's okay. We didn't even cover the um, Neil, his story, Robert Pattinson, who he is, his storyline, really. I mean, we hinted at, you know, before we did spoilers. Yeah. And that's something, going back to watch it again, it'll mean a lot more to me. Well, and that's the thing. It's like it completely changes the viewing, though. I mean, knowing right. their relationship... That's why it's a bummer that I was so confused this first time. I mean, it's one thing to be somewhat confused, but I was so confused. Yeah. But you're never going to get to see the movie again not knowing about the relationship. Right. Because it'll be much more emotional the second time when you realize like what happens that you didn't know happened, Mm -hmm. which is pretty big. And honestly, the third act of this movie, the war part, like, I mean, I had no idea what was going on. I knew they were trying to get the artifact. <laughs> oh, hold on. <laughs> That's our Harry Potter clock. Our house is kind of chaotic. Yeah. <laughs> I've never noticed. It's still going. The train's not even going. Yeah, it is. All right. Anyways, yeah, real quick. The third act, the battle. I mean, you have different groups, inverted, some not inverted, uh, multiple people, like color bands. I I was so confused. I knew, like, what they had to do, like, they're going to save the day type thing. But I... Anyways, go see the movie. Yeah. I can't wait to see it again. Yep. <laughs>